Uh, oh no! What what was it? He was he was suffocating in a nostalgia bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And that was the quickest alliteration. And I'm very proud of both of you. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the perceptive plasterer. And so, you can pronounce gentlemen... it as well. I know, right? It's because it's words <laughs> that I can actually pronounce because they've not made up ones from Victorian times. Um, gentlemen, how are you? How has everyone been? Ow! <laughs> Press drinking. So, um... I just thought I'd get in with weather bants before Brett does. Um, oh, last last weekend was uh, when 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 weather has a name, you know it's bad. So it was hurricane Hurricane Mandy. Did I make that up? I don't know. That sounds like my answer. Yeah, Hurricane insert girl's name <laughs> insert um, in the UK, and that brought with it uh, extreme cold spell uh, and ridiculous like mile per hour winds that destroyed things and uh, yeah. brought storms with them. Um, I don't know what it was like down your end, Steve, but up here it was worst it's been for a few years. Um, well, I because I've, I've left normally my... you regale us with trees that have fallen down and you've got to rescue the local uh, pensioners <laughs> with an axe and a Land Rover. Yeah. But but stupidly, the fucking the so Gooseacre Lane actually had a tree down in it, but right. it in it. it was yeah in it. Uh, but it was whilst I was at work and. Uh, it was cleared by the time I got home, so I didn't have to turn anything. Okay. Oh, but, shit. Uh, the, the big glass door from my old shower unit was still outside because I hadn't... I, I've not got room to put it in the garage because it's full of shit because I need to fix the line over before I can clear all the <laughs> shit out. And um, and so that was just like propped up outside. And of course, that blew over, smashed everywhere. And I spent yesterday afternoon picking glass out of grass. Nice. Yeah, it was not... Um, so... Anyway, yeah, anyway, my fuck turn, not yours. Um, so yeah, so in our infinite wisdom, we thought uh, last weekend would be a great opportunity to take a hundred uh, scouts camping. Um, <laughs> Very good. Uh, which, I mean, the, the the coldness. I mean, it was aptly called frosty camp. Yeah. Um, but the 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 coldness was not the issue actually. When it snowed, the kids loved the snow and they were just playing in it. Yeah. But the wind was the fucker, yeah. and mm. there were like three tents got fully crushed. All the poles in my tent snapped, so Brilliant. I need to get either get new t- get new poles or get a new tent. Oh no! Um, yeah, apparently <laughs> Phillips has been got through so on. much, like fiberglass poles just completely <laughs> just shattered. Um, so yeah, but no, and and is the first camp where a kid hasn't wanted to go home, which is great. Nice. So hey, it was the worst conditions, but yeah, it was achieved fantastic. That. So uh, achieved that, um, and then what I've been doing today. Oh. Um, Call back to um, the sculpture that I was putting together that was 3D printed, which Jamie really helped me get made yeah, for yeah. work, which is the, yeah. lo- the the kind of optical illusion 3D logo thing. Um, basically, that's just been waiting for paint. So there's a there's a, um, a body shop that really doesn't want to do it because it's not a flat car door. It's a Sorry. really it's a really elaborate um, sculpture. I, <laughs> Go on. I I genuinely thought you were talking when you said body shop. I was thinking of the like the place that sells fucking soaps soaps and shit yeah. I was like, what oh wait okay. so yeah i've got a really um sort of environmentally friendly um vegetable <laughs> soap i'm gonna cover the thing with um car body shop um and yeah they've been, they've been but basically it's my boss's brother uh, owns right. this body shop so yeah. he, he he paints my boss's like fucking rolls and stuff yeah and, and 
I sent him a picture of this thing. Well, I had to send him an animation of this thing so he could understand the 3D structure of it. <laughs> and and he's just he's just been putting it off for weeks and weeks and weeks. He obviously yeah. doesn't want to do it because it's really complex. Yeah. And it involves like, you know, priming and flattening down and, you know, probably some filler and stuff. Um, but I finally got him to bullied him into doing it. Um so nice. I've been basically been having to build like a, a truss for this sculpture because yeah. it, it it can't stand up under its own weight mm-hmm. um, and you wouldn't be able to hang it or, you know, in order to paint or anything. So I basically had to build like a metal frame that then can then be hung Yeah, that they can then spray and fill and sand and basically articulate and move around. Yeah. Um, so there was just a, a bit of geometry getting that sorted. And then finally, once that's done, I can actually get it out of the fucking shack because it's this, this hey. thing has just been in the shack for like, <laughs> Three months now. Um, <laughs> Another series of your shack just yeah. not being able to house. The I can't, literally couldn't get in. Literally couldn't get in. So uh, <laughs> once that was done, then I spent the rest of the day just like removing car parts out of the shack, doors, bonnets, fuel tanks, yeah. all this shit, um, sorting all that out. Basically, the spare room now is like a car part storeroom, um, floor to ceiling. Uh, yeah. And then I can actually get into the shack now. So nice. it's it's been it's been a, a sort of a burden on me where it's been really stressful because I've not been able to do anything. Yeah, because uh, it's been stuff in the way. Um, but now that's that's kind of the the, the weight has been lifted off my shoulders a little bit. Yeah, nice. Um, good man. I mean, I yeah, I can I can fully sympathise with like outside pressures making it so that you can't stuff um so yeah it must be really good to get that done i didn't realize that was still hanging out. i didn't i definitely didn't realize it was still in the shack I no i mean i brought it around. i brought it out twice taking yeah. it into work and then it was just one of those things where somebody else says they're going to do something and you know they're yeah. not going to do it yeah and then somebody else turns and is like oh yeah i can drive it down and it, that's not going to fit in your car yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um yeah so it's been a series of that back and forth um but now hopefully i can I can get rid of it. So I'm going to drive it down nice. on Friday. Um, awesome. Yeah. And hopefully, sweet talk him into painting the Vitara while I'm down there. <laughs> yeah. Good shout. I'm assuming it's fairly, he must be fairly local then. He's Leeds-based. Right? It's Derbyshire. Um, Ooh. I think it's it's called something like Hole or Hove or one of those one-syllable four-letter words. Hull? Definitely not Hull. It's, <laughs> it's in Derbyshire. Um, but yeah, nice. I'll be heading down there on Friday. Cool. Uh, good stuff. Breck, what about you? What have you been up to? Oh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, kind of started out with taking some time off around the holidays. And I went and hung out with Make a Ranch crew and the uh, Ueda family hosts its little Thanksgiving day. So we all got to go out there, hang out, um, had a really nice, relaxing time. Spent a couple of days in the area, uh, just taking a little breather and, and recharging as it were. And then I got to travel to my brother's place and spend a day over at my brother's house. Um, hung out with him and the family, which was fantastic because I haven't seen them in a while. And I also got to, if anybody remembers the episode we did on limited tools and, and achieving the goals and not being limited by saying you only have one or two things. My brother's been working on this ADU building behind his place and it's a you know it'll be a small um not workshop it's going to be like a living space yeah and he is crushing it it looks uh, so good 
And I'm, I'm, I just kept telling him, I was like, I'm so proud of you because this is not something he necessarily does, but he's one yeah. of those people who is absolutely capable. He's a great problem solver and just, you know, having a couple conversations with friends of his that do construction and, and know a little bit, he's killed it and it's going to look great. And I'm, I'm super excited to see progress done on that. Um, I got back and was surprised to find my treasure trade gift. I, I hope everyone's little exchanges are going well. I know there's some people still didn't quite make the, the deadlines and people are still waiting on things, but yeah, I got my gift from Stephanie uncommon outpost and good golly it's her, it's her first year and she's like oh i hand painted you a beautiful flag and dyed the canvas and it's made yeah. kind of like the sailmaker stuff and then also a handmade a butternut and horsehair she calls it a people brush she she wrote me this beautiful story in a note that explains what a people brush was and how her family's had this people brush that you brush people off with when they come inside so she made me one for the house and i'm it's like in 12 Monkeys, where he just gets yeah. hosed down. Yeah, I, I think it's the same thing. Like, you walk in and you just get, you know, just like flopped with this horse hair. Anyway, yeah. that was fantastic. I sent my treasure trade gift off before I left town. John has since received that. It looks and... fucking awesome. Thanks, brother. Um, you did good. Took, took a bit longer than expected because of that damn mechanism that I couldn't like I couldn't say no to once I got, I was like, I'll figure it out. And that just <laughs> took, took way too much work. Hindsight being what it is, there's about a thousand things I would change about the construction of the book in its entirety, but that's the first one I've ever made. And it had that little lock mechanism. So I'm very proud of it. Put the video out uh, at like midnight last night. Lots of people in the comments saying nice things. Yeah. Feels good. Haven't posted a video in a while. So like that that all felt like a big achievement to get that out the door. John likes it. Uh, the people viewing the video like it. All good things. And then amidst all this within the last week, uh, since getting back in town, I've been going over to the cabin pretty much every day, all day, and just working on as much stuff over there as I can between cosmetics and necessities and i'm getting back to the bathroom build out because i, I kind of left that hanging based on some options that we were talking about with the plastering and all of that nonsense yeah but the decision has been made had a nice little coffee talk with miss i jessup and the idea of lime plastering the entire bathroom was completely nonsensical so <laughs> ben actually made a suggestion for another brand Concrete. Concrete yeah, the entire we're thing. just going to do concrete the entire thing. It's going to feel like a brutalist, <laughs> you know, domicile. Um, no, I'm I'm going to end up using this really, really neat uh, wall paint that's, you have to order it from the company. They're kind of a boutique thing. It costs mm -hmm. a little bit more uh, for a gallon of paint, um, but it's it's got a nice texture to it and it's a little bit more viscous. So it'll give you kind of the effect of lime plaster, but you can just paint it on. And they yeah. send it to you pre-mixed with the color in it, all done. So hopefully within the next, they said seven to 10 days, hopefully within the next week, the game plan is to be able to paint 75% of the bathroom. Shower still needs to get lime plastered. I am going to do that. But I can paint it and then I can put a toilet in. I can put nice. my sink and the cabinet in and run the plumbing for it. And I've been working on the medicine cabinet and reframing the wall. 
Yeah. And that's basically installed and just ready for paint and finishing. So, so like I will have a functioning bathroom again for the first time in six months. Nice. Cause I ripped it all out. Cause I was all like, I'm going to lime plaster this <laughs> whole thing and it's going to be great. And then it just, yeah. You know, whatever had to shift my perception of things. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Was that too spoon fed? I'm sorry, Steve. (laughs) I want to hear what you've been up to though, because my stuff is just. Uh, What have I been up to? I've we've just been really fucking busy at work. Like it's it's like crazy. Yeah. Um. So there's been some some other like home bits that have been going on that haven't been quite so great. Um. Which is why we didn't didn't do an episode last week. Um. But. Aside from that, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Um, work has been like ridiculously busy. We, I think, we've kind of broken the back of the um, camel, the Christmas stuff oh. now. Uh, so all of the wholesale orders are all done. Um, all of the uh, like custom orders and stuff like that are all like the ones that are going pre-Christmas. They're all done. So it's literally just uh, shop stock now. Um, and the like, we we saw a bit of a, a rise in the last couple of weeks of orders. Um, so we've been getting like quite a lot of stuff coming through pre-Christmas, but nothing that's like outrageous or pushing us out of stock or anything. So it's quite nice knowing that this is the busiest time of the year and we're in a position where we're keeping up with everything. Um, I'm going to circle back to that in a minute, but some of the other good stuff outside of work is I also have received, excuse me, my uh, treasure trade, which Ooh. is fucking awesome. I'm going to show you guys. He's got, he's got oh, a little button. He's got a little no button, way. which I'm assuming is like mute control. Uh, but I literally, I've opened it, got really excited about it, put it on my desk, and I haven't actually been at my desk since then because um, I've not put any photos up or anything because I've I've not been like at home for long enough periods of time to take mm. a photo. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about it on here because I want to take some nice photos and put it in the Facebook group and put them instagram and all that um but yeah it's it's fucking cool and i really want to test it out and see if it works as well as i'm hoping it works because it's really fucking cool um and since you've got possibly two of them and if that one is better you just send me the one that's in front of you (laughs) (laughs) i I can send you the snowball it's fine um (laughs) no (laughs) but uh but yeah so that's that's really fucking cool as well i'm i'm super excited about that um I have finished mine, uh, so uh, we've we've changed the way that we do um, workshop time usage stuff. So that kind of put a bit of a hold on uh, on mine. Um, but mine's now finished. Uh, I have two problems, which is a I cannot for the life of me find a box to put it in, uh, <laughs> just because I don't have any boxes in the house at the moment. Um, there was like a box full of boxes i've got a room full i've got a i've literally yeah. got a box room yeah <laughs> i had fuckloads the other day and then i burnt them all and now oh. i need a box um so yeah i need to i might just buy a pair of shoes and then put them in that um <laughs> there you go but yeah uh but yeah and i need to take some again i just need some time to take some photos of, of them mm. as well because there is no daylight now like i i i'm so fucking busy during the, the like the three hours of daylight that we get that I don't have time to take photos of, of stuff looking nice. Um, Cause yesterday I actually managed to get the wing back on the Land Rover. Um, I still got a few bits to, to sort out. Mostly the fact. Is that... it a replacement or just a fixed job? 
Uh, replacement. The old one was fucked. Uh, so I've got one off of a um, a wolf, which is the army version of the Land Rover. Um, so it's got like really, really badly put on camo paint on this one wing um, and like a Perfect. couple of extra little bits. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant. So <laughs> um, but of course, being a slightly different model, there's a couple of bits where the bolts don't quite line up or mm-hmm. it's a different size bolt and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I've got to kind of figure out a way of getting all that reattached and then wire up all the lights and, and everything else as well, um, which will be hopefully this weekend coming. Um, I have also done something else. What was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, memory blank. Yeah, basically, it's just been really fucking busy. Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, so... Um, I've done um, the the two axes that I was working on, nine and ten. They are both now um, heat treated, sharpened, and done. I just need to do the handles for them, um, which basically I I'm no longer able to to rent the workshop at the weekends um, because of fuel prices um, going up and stuff like that. I was had to increase the cost of uh, rent, and it's just it's not feasible for me to 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 rent it regularly mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and my workshop, uh, because of the fire and because the insurance company have been dragging their heels, still has no power. So I can't go in and do it in my workshop. So he doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to message Dandles and be like, can I come over and use your bandsaw, please? Because <laughs> um, I just I just need to cut it out. And the rest of it I can do with a Shinto rasp. It's just the fact that I'm not cutting an entire or well, two axe handles out with a fucking coping saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I need to to do that. Uh, I'm gonna try and remember to message him before this comes out. I, I probably won't. So Dan build yourself a little thing. shave horse, Steve. Get a spoke shave. You know, go go full Brit on it. No, no, not a chance. Make it a knockdown one with a really elaborate mechanism. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so spend fucking six months building that, and then do the handles. Workwise stuff. Um, we're doing the uh, this thing called Fuck Around Fridays. I think I mentioned it before. Um, basically, on a Friday afternoon, we're um, we're taking a step back from doing shop stuff um, or stock stuff, sorry, I should say, uh, and using it as a time for kind of like personal development. Um, so we're all making things that, uh, with the express purpose that they can be sold under the the Forge k- Kitchenware umbrella. So it's not like I can go in and be like, I'm going to make a pickaxe because i want to like mm-hmm. it's it's got to be something related to what we do but it's an opportunity for us to increase our skills um so yeah that's been uh, a really interesting fun thing to do um joe and al have obviously been making random axes because why wouldn't you uh i've uh i've i've been talking to them recently about wanting to learn a little bit more about actual grinding um uh for chef's knives and like full flat grinds and stuff like that uh so i'm knocking up a couple of um uh like pairing knives um to do that with um and yeah it's, it's just been it's been really nice and there's been a lot of over the last couple of weeks there's been a lot of of conversations going on in the workshop because there was some some cross wires and some badly perceived things or some wrongly perceived things um and it was just one of those where it was like right we need to just have a quick sit down hash this out actually talk about this rather than just 
thinking that we've seen something and then letting that go on in our heads. Um, and that's actually led to some really, really good constructive uh, conversations. Um, and it's meant that we've got some plans for what we're going to do next year. We're going to change things up a little bit. Um, and there's some really good, really exciting stuff coming from that. Um, so even though those kind of like um, the the misconceptions and misperceptions um, weren't great and they did cause a little bit of tension. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear Murph running up and down the stairs for no apparent reason, but I don't know why he's doing it. He's literally just running up and down. Um, but yeah, so like it, it's, it was, uh, it was not great that, that things got to the point where um, we had to have a sit down and talk about things. But like I say, that led to some really good conversations and it was just, a, it was literally just a case of, um, of all of us, uh, not perhaps perceiving things true to how they were. Um, mm-hmm. And it, again, like I say, it was just a case of actually talking about that. Um, so yeah, I, like it, I find that really interesting how easy it is for people to um, to perceive things in, in varying different ways. It's like with the stuff that we make, you can come along and you, you can have a look and some people will perceive the stuff that we've made as, well, this is really, really nice work that's done really well it's got a lot of time and effort put into it it's it's worth that money like i i can see the value in it sort of thing whereas other people will come along and they'll just look at it and go that's overpriced hips to trash like <laughs> why would i pay 150 quid for a frying pan when i can go to tesco's and get one for a fiver that's mm-hmm. got ceramic non-stick on it sort of thing like so it's yeah, I always find it weird how different people can have completely different perceptions of of the same thing. This this just brings straight into my head a, a great a great sketch by Stuart Lee where he's talking about um, kids. Kids kids say the funniest things, don't they? Yeah, and it's like that that almost has become a, a sort of staple routine for um, shit observational comedy. Yeah, hacks, you know, for generations of like, oh, isn't it funny that and it's like because it's all about perception, like, it, and and Stuart Lee's like, oh, it, it's almost as if a child sees the world from a child's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, yeah, and and, and then he, he just he just goes on with this rant and, and 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 he starts to pretend that he's a praying mantis and he's like, oh, and he, he just sees the world from a praying mantis point of view. And he's and he's like, oh, you know, you know when like you've got your mandibles, yeah, and and, and, and you've got like bits of like you know insect like vertebrae on, on your mandible, and the, it's the whole point about perception. Yeah. Like the, to to your point, one person's hipster trash is another person's, and it's because that's it's just a product of their environment. Yeah. Like that, yeah. they've not they're not coming into it objectively. With a cl- nobody has a clean slate in any situation. No. Nobody walks into a room, gets their memory wiped, and then goes. Oh, let's observe these things you've milled yeah. objectively yeah. and discuss them. E- everyone's got an agenda. Everyone's got the shit they've got going on at home. Everyone's got their, you know, anxieties and baggage and stuff. And and this has been, it's obviously boiled to a head at your yeah, work, yeah. Steve, but it's been boiling to a head at mine as well for a long fucking time now. Um, and I thought it was about the the pandemic and everyone just losing their patience and everyone, yeah. you know, vet, wanting to vent, but. I don't think it's true. I th- I, this has been happening for years now, and I and I, I personally I think it's a product of like um, social media and everybody wanting things quickly and yeah. not and not evaluating things properly. Yeah, and everybody wanting everybody wanting to be um, a master of something without even 
beginning to understand it. Yeah. And 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 you know, charging prices that a master would charge. Yeah. Even though you've only been doing it for two months. Yeah. And but that that's the culture that we're in now. We're in this ridiculously fast paced. Haven't got time to think about. It, haven't got time to discuss it. If you do want to give me any constructive feedback or criticism, I'm just going to snap because I haven't got the time. Yeah. And, and and it's become and 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 like critique is not negative. Yeah. Critique is a, is an objective discussion. Mm-hmm. about what we're doing you know and and I, I don't like the word build but that is now what people say instead of constructive criticism because mm-hmm. you're not allowed to say criticism because negative so when people build on an idea or build on yeah. you know yeah. um people are just too sensitive about it and, and nobody wants to be for wrongly or rightly look like they're wrong or look like yeah. they made a mistake or look like there's there's a better idea. actually there's a better idea or there's yeah. a quicker way to do that, you know. And yeah. it's we seem to be losing this ability to to to, to be humble about these things. And I'm really was, worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I think a lot of it though is is ego, and that's that's kind of one of the things that I love about um, the like the the team that we've got is there's very very little ego there. Um, <clears throat> like me and me and Al, uh, we did from market earlier today, and. Um, and we were chatting about um, like the future of the business and where things are going and and all of that. And we were talking about um, like the the kind of plan for next year and said like actually it's probably worth us setting aside a day um, early next year and having kind of a like a strategy meeting and basically mm-hmm. like right this is the goals for next year this is what we want to achieve this is how we can achieve it this is what that's going to require because it's you know. And he's much better at it now. But at first, Al's perception of uh, of how long it takes to edit a video was, well, the video is only 10 minutes long, so it should only take 20 minutes to edit it. No, no that's not how <laughs> it works. Um, so, like, there's that that side of it as well. And we were, we were talking about, um, like, well, potentially we could do this. And actually, if we were to do this there, then that could work really well. And, oh, what about this? And, um, and there was one at one point where, I was like, oh, actually, you know what we could do if we did this, and and I um, caveated it by saying like, I've literally just had this idea, so it might be shit, uh, <laughs> but like we could do this, and then if we took on that place, then we could do this as well, and that would allow us to do this other thing, and then we kind of like, hmm, yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea, and then we talked about it a little bit more, and then realized that the costs involved, and like what, not just in terms of money, but in terms of time and effort and headspace and everything else, it's like actually that's going to cost way more than it's going to give us back like nah that's a shit idea let's not do that yeah. and and that that's okay like and it was me that said actually no it's fucking terrible let's not do it um but all too often people will have an idea and then go but this is my idea i came up with it you can't say that it's shit it's like, well <laughs> if it's a shit idea it's a shit idea it doesn't like it's i'm not saying your shit i'm saying the idea mm-hmm. is shit um but yeah so the the kind of thing that I raised my hand for earlier on was when you said about um, uh, nobody goes into it with no baggage and a lot of it is about your um, your current state of mind. Like, you imagine if you get a text from your, your boss, your friend, your partner, your parents, whatever, and it just it just says, can we have a talk or can we have a chat? Like, that could be taken in so many ways. Like, and it's like, 
three or four words and it can be read completely differently entirely depending on how you perceive it which i think is a a, a really good but also really um interesting example and why like i i tend to be quite verbose about stuff like that like i'll tend to semi-explain something rather than just saying can we have a chat you'd be like can we have a chat about this thing because of this rather than saying like can we have a chat and leaving it open-ended because i know if i get that message even if i know it's from like even if i know it's from someone who's probably messaging me because they're feeling down and they're feeling shit and they just want to have a chat to because they want to talk to someone like in my head i'm still going to like shit what have i done how have i upset them what what's going on because that's how my brain works and um and so yeah i, d I don't want to do that to other people so if I, if I need to have a chat with someone it'll be a case of like are you free can i ring you now or like can we have a quick chat at some point about this thing because of these reasons sort of thing so rather than having like three or four words it's three or four paragraphs <laughs> which it isn't always quite so good yeah. But, uh, and then it's yeah. a complete mental burden for the other person <laughs> to try and figure out like yeah wait so is the discussion over because it kind of sounds like you've worked <laughs> it out on your end yeah Do we still need to talk now i think that's really typical and i know that we've discussed it before a little bit um in the past like going through art school for me constructive criticism or these critique sessions were the most important and valuable thing that i took away from my time in university I find that it's very difficult to have those conversations with people nowadays. And yes, I'm still susceptible to, you know, getting getting the comment on YouTube that hits a little too close to home. And you're like, fuck, they're not even they're not wrong. And now that upsets me. And I'm I, I, I can't take that as constructive criticism. Now I'm just feeling attacked, whatever, because we spend so much time on on text form apps and things like that we're not actually talking and hearing the tone and the inflection yeah. and the you get to see somebody's face like if al calls me a mean name i might be like well that that seemed a little low but if i look yeah. at his face and he's like all wide-eyed and smiling yeah no it's a joke hopefully or is it oh is <laughs> it but this idea of of how perception plays into all of the aspects of my life i think i've become more aware of it and I, I feel like I've talked to you guys about this a few times in the last, yeah. uh, let's say, a couple months of episodes. I've really been trying over the last six months, maybe a little bit longer, to just like work yeah. on myself, get better, communicate better, try and develop those relationships, what they actually mean. Like I've had a couple of of moments of talking to people that I had to get a little down on myself and apologize for a few things because I, I did a bad in the past yeah. or I, I mistreated a situation because my perception was incorrect. Therefore, it eked out onto them. That's not where I wanted things to stand, whatever. It's rolling into like the housework that I'm doing. I, I perceived this little tiny cabin as basically done. And now I'm finding all of the little details that are totally screwed up, causing problems in the siding. You know, the framing in the wall is bad. Oh, this, these two bays don't even have insulation in them well you would never see that perception is just that is a finished wall with drywall it must be done correctly that is incorrect in fact there's like dust bunnies and sand behind that wall and it doesn't insulate very well and like steve was saying with the you know the stuff that we see online where people are creating uh works of art or or forging something or 
you know, we see these uh, these channels on YouTube where it's like, I made a thing out of a thing. It's not about education. It's about entertainment. Get yeah. it. Got it. Understand. I, I'm a little jaded by this idea of like, I want to do things right. I want to do, I want to like source good materials if I can. Um, I want to try and do all of the building in my house correctly so that not only am I aware that I did it right, but if somebody ever looks at it from the outside, they can go, oh, he, he did that correctly. That's good. Yeah. He didn't cheap out on it or didn't take like a shortcut through it. Now I have to, I have to, another example of this perception thing is, as I'm sourcing materials for uh, the cabin and just little details, staging items, things that I just want in, in the space that I'm living in. While I was out of town, I went to a couple of antique stores and, you know, I, I love going and looking for old tools or any kind of old rusty metal because most people's perception of those things is either yard art or something they'll hang on the wall because it just looks rusty and old. But because of the the knowledge that I've gained over the last few years, I see the potential in those things. Maybe they will work again if I restore it, or maybe I just want to use it as a form or a piece of steel and weld it on something else. I walked into an antique store in Santa Barbara, which is, you know, a bit touristy, bit upscale. I don't know. I don't know how you would want to refer to it, but it's a bunch of nice stores. They're all pretty out of my price range. So I go into the antique store and I look through and everything's reasonably priced. It's fine. I can't afford some of the things that I want. It's all good. I went into the back room that's old and not very taken care of. There's not as good lighting. It's clearly where they put kind of the, the stuff that they don't want on the main shelves. And I found 40 or 50 pounds worth of brass stuff that I loved. Mm. And it's all these dishes and tins and a sconce and all these things. And I walked, I think I paid 30 bucks for everything, which is less than just the material price for brass right now. Like for yeah. that pound to dollar amount, it's less. And these are finished pieces that I will use in my place. But I guarantee the majority of people that walk back through there see it and they go, oh, it's all dirty and rusty and gross and patinaed. I'm like, I will take a wire wheel to this for 10 seconds and it will look amazing. And yeah. maybe that's not even perception. It's just, it's just knowledge, but is there, is there a crossover where like, even when you're talking about the communicating between other people, one person tends to have more knowledge about the situation than the other. So are they entwined where if somebody misperceives it's because they don't really know all of the information attached to it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think with like that particular example though, that's more, that's a, that's a subjective taste thing. Okay. That's not necessarily okay. that they're, they're not, perceiving the the value in it it's okay it's more just the fact that that's something that's not necessary to to their tastes mm. yeah de desire is a whole different facet to yeah understand it um brett it's um one dollar is like 0.75 pounds <laughs> i wasn't oh my gosh <laughs> i'm mad that i didn't put that together on purpose yeah but i'm even more mad that you called me out <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, like people's people's personal situation and people's personal agenda is what and people's personal circumstances is what makes people wonderful, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're all different. That's why we're all interesting. That's why we're all make each other laugh. Um but that sort of the the age that like comes before the ego it, it is this kind of like, you know, built in 
reactionary self-defense mechanism, right? It's it's yeah. it's it's the thing that kind of even before your personality and your, your your situation comes into it, it's that it's that thing that makes you just react and and it it gets in the way of this healthy articulation. Like we as animals, we would have been like, I want to be the best and I want to show everyone that I'm the best so I can win because I'm an animal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yet we get put in a room where we have to all behave and we have to all respect each other and not fight and not get angry. Um and even if someone's got a really shit idea, we've still got to pretend <laughs> that we go along <laughs> with it and have the patience for it. And I think patience is another thing. Like you yeah. Brett, you were talking before about like text messages and stuff and, and we, we didn't used to have that. No. You didn't used to just get like five or six words completely without context and no expression and no facial you know, no body language yeah. going, fuck, what's this mean? <laughs> we, we didn't have that. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but like, like we are not, and we're not fucking engineered to understand things without any context. Yeah. And that, again, that context, Brett, the back room of the, the antique thing, like it transported me straight away. It changed mm -hmm. my mindset. All of a sudden my standards are different. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not looking for the perfect thing. Now I'm looking for something a little bit rough around the edges, maybe a yeah. little bit cheaper. You know, I've lowered my standards and, and, I'm, and I'm able to adapt and change the situation, not just walk through there and go, that's shit. Yeah. No wonder it's in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's that's a really fucking interesting point because you imagine um, like any of the stuff that any of us make, the situation that it's in entirely changes the perception of value. Um, so very specifically to, to our products, if you were to put um if you were to put one of our products in a really high-end really nice um like swanky place where everything has a price tag of like 500 quid or more sort of thing and you put one of our pans in there quite a lot of people are going to go in look at it and go well that's quarter of the price of the the next thing like that's that's probably cheap and shit like <laughs> I, I don't want that yeah. But then you put it in to say Tesco's and you put it there where the average cost of a pan is a fiver and people are going to look at it and go, well, that's fucking expensive. That's, that's way out of my price range. That's obviously just for rich people that want to show off with their money sort of thing. And yeah, I think like situation and um, surroundings has a huge impact on perception. And I, I realize this loops back around to what you were saying uh, right at the very start, Al, but it's literally just popped into my head and it's, it's made it a really interesting thing for me because we, um, I, I was talking to Rasmus last two years, three years ago, ages oh. ago. I know I try not to talk to him very often. Um, but he was, he actually talking about it on, uh, the two thirds focus podcast as well about how, um, how you set up a market stall has an impact on, how people perceive your product. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you turn up and you can have the exact same product and you turn up to one market and you've got a trestle table with a dirty, shitty cloth chucked over the top of it and a couple bits, like lots of random individual bits, all there, all individually priced, but like just kind of spread around and chuck them table with no real organization. People are going to come along, they're going to look at it and they're going to go, yeah, all right. And they're going to perceive you as not not necessarily someone that, that takes great care and great interest in how they're presenting their work 
um, mm. which change their perception of the value of your work. Mm. Whereas if you go along and you have like completely custom made, like look at the um, the fucking the collapsible Bevel? shelves that. Oh. Well, no, I was going to say the collapsible shelves that Ben made for Heidi, or. Yeah, actually, uh, Dandles is one. Dan's stories today. today. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, and it, it's it's massive, and it's those little extra steps, those little um, things that you that not everyone thinks about. And that's what can change someone's perspective. Perspective hmm. on perspective. It's been a long day. I like that uh, word. Uh, but yeah, that that those little changes are massively powerful in changing people's perspective in terms of the value of what you're trying to sell um so i think like thinking about stuff like that um and not just with selling stuff but with everything with how you present yourself and, and everything else can really have a a, a big impact on on how things mm -hmm. are perceived maybe it's something that i don't know um i i guess i've never contextualized it i'm, I'm gonna use the word context to describe what i'm talking about but I've specifically never thought of it in that way, Steve, where even when it becomes a, a conversational thing, not specifically talking about products and the perception they're in, more, how am I interacting with this person? I need to, I need to be aware of the context and be, be willing to either give context or a little bit more explanation. So set the table a little bit, right? Instead of going uh, to refer back to what you said a minute ago, where you go, hey, can we have a chat? If it's just those words, no punctuation, it's very yeah. to the point. I get it. There are some people that could do that in my life. And I go, yeah, they just want to have a call about something. Yeah. But maybe you think about it in this product manner where you are you need to set the table a little bit. Hey, how are you? I had a question about this thing. Wondering if we yeah. could have a chat. A few extra words sets the table a little bit, makes you feel a little bit better, or at least knowing what you're walking into. Now, if there's misperception... And you're maybe having these these conversations uh, with your workmates where somebody's misreading. I I feel like if I could think of all the examples of these times where I had miscommunication going on, it is this like it either lacked context or it was the wrong context. I set the table wrong, whatever mm. it may be. But there was some type of miscommunication between me and the other person or me and the fucking machine that i'm working on you know it's like oh oh you you didn't know i was trying to do this that's why i broke you i'm yeah. so sorry i my perception was that let me put that bracket on a different line yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> the whole's all better now so sorry yeah I, fucking i mean con context is king we all know that but the uh, uh, before we got to the subject of today i i i thought maybe we could talk about intent mm. um it's very similar kind of yeah. um, setting for this conversation, but I've I've got a real problem at work at the moment with um, trying to get people to assume good intent. Yeah, um, and it sounds like a simple thing, like walk. You know, I am not walking into a war zone. I'm not walking into a, a prison cell. So there's no reason for me to assume anything other than good intent. Mm. Like we all work for the same company. We all want the same thing, which is to get x out of the door and it to be good yeah. and we all have different skill sets and we all have you know so there isn't any situation where there would be nothing but good intent mm. unless somebody is going in deliberately trying to be an asshole yeah um but 90 percent of my day 
is spent with people assuming the worst. Yeah. And it's not it's not just at work. It's like in in my personal life with people, you know, that I know. It's 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 a it's a, a pandemic <laughs> of 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 people like thinking the worst and i, I don't yeah. know if it's anxiety i don't know if it's um you know again past experience that you're taking in that baggage where you're going like what you know what what about in this situation is the same thing going to happen in this situation yeah and and it, it i think it takes a lot of effort to to like we say leave everything at the door and enter yeah. that room table whatever the analogy is yeah um with a sort of a, a, a fresh perspective and a, just just a clean slate yeah and go, Steve. I think that's a great idea, but have you thought about the cost of X? Yeah, probably can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, don't you worry about X. Let yeah. me yeah. worry Let me about, about X. Underpants, step <laughs> two, cash. I mean, I, I, I really like that, and that ties quite nicely into the, the the point that I wanted to make, which is that what I think we've we've talked a lot about how. Um, how we present ourselves in terms of what's the fucking word, but like informing other people's perspective of ourselves. Um, but one of the things that I think what you said ties into quite nicely is the fact that sometimes you have to remember that not everyone is always thinking about that. Um, and sometimes you have to, you have to alter your own perspective. I mean, it's the, the analogy that I came up with was the fact that, you know, I know that there are some master smiths out there that are fucking incredible. They're doing insanely good work, but they will, they don't know how to set the table. They will just lay out a trestle table, a cloth and throw their work down because they don't think about how that's being perceived. They, they let the work talk for itself. So you have to get in close. You have to pick up that piece of work. You have to look it over. You have to check it and see, see what's going on. Um, and and yeah, that I think that does tie quite nicely into the the idea of intent because it's you know you you can get someone coming up to you on the say say you're walking down the street and you got your headphones in and you all of a sudden some dude taps you on the shoulder and you turn around and it's just some fucking big I, I was going to say some big hairy ugly dude and then realize I'm describing the three of us but like you know some horrible looking dude turns like taps you on the shoulder you turn around and you take your headphones out that how you perceive that person is going to inform how you react to them. But they, for all you know, they could literally be saying, excuse me, you've just dropped your wallet. Like, and it's your perception that informs that um, initial reaction. And I think it is a really important thing to, to remember that, um, that not everyone is, is always uh, making a conscious effort to inform your own perception. So you have to, you have to be prepared to, um, alter your perception based on um based on context uh, and i think a, a way to get subjectivity out of it because that is often the 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 barrier isn't it mm. like I, I see it like this i i like it i like i prefer this i've always done it yeah. this way knowledge is a great tonic to that yeah you know being being open to learning new things and expanding your understanding yeah so it's it's not about it's not necessarily about humility or, or being open-minded because I think I think that can kind of put people off if you say like, "No, oh, just go with an open mind." Yeah. <laughs> it's like so basically you're telling me it's going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you if you actually put the effort into understand something a little bit better, you know, then that perception will change, and yeah. it's not subjective; it's informed. And I think that 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 um, it comes back to that critique thing. You know, crit critique is about being informed. 
yeah. we, we were talking in the pre-show about um, movie reviews of Ghostbusters, <laughs> and it's not about people shitting on something. Yeah, it's about when you actually know what you're talking about. It's a lot easier to pick things apart and or yeah. or, or, or be constructive and say you could have yeah. done it like this, or yeah. a better way to have done that would have been to do it this way. Yeah. I mean, like a, a a great example of that would be if I've got a, if I've if I've forged something, if I want an attaboy, well done, you've done a really good job. I know who I can send that to to get a oh nice nice work, man. That looks great. That's fucking brilliant. I've never seen anything. If you want a fucking pat on the back, you're doing yeah. the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what I mean. Is I know that I can do that, but I know if I take that to Alex or if I take that to Joe or even if I take that to Jimmy, or if I send it to a number number of other people whose opinions i trust i know that i will get back an honest like i really like that but have you thought about doing this have you tried doing that and again that is all about how you perceive it like someone someone saying something in fucking air quotes negative doesn't mean they're being negative it, yeah. it can be a positive thing they can be helping you learn and again that that kind of like i i always try to say like that's great but what about this what about that like because for me i always want to learn more i always want to get better and i try and um emulate that like i tr I try and do that for other people like if if you show me something depending on how well i know you i might just be like oh that's fantastic well done you or i might say that's really good but if you do this you can get rid of that lump here or you could have done this or like this sharpening uh doesn't work for that or whatever um and I think again, it's it's understanding that intent, um, because understanding the int the intent uh, will change your perspective, um, and understanding the intent is sniffing. No, you had a chance. You had your chance. <laughs> Al, have you got an order? I have. It's bizarre. 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 Let's go first. Uh, so, Brett, you are first. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the topic. I feel like I could force something in there, but I'm just going to go with Netflix series Hellbound. I watched it uh, while I was out of town, and another foreign show that totally blew my pants off. It was great. And I had no idea here. I'll, I'll force it in. I had no idea. I had no perception or my perception was misled by what this thing was going to be, especially just in the first episode. Like I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, OK, I think I know where this is going. It's enjoyable, but yeah. I think I know what they're doing with this. And then good God, was I so wrong. <laughs> and it was it was an enjoyable watch. And it's it's really nice to just have this kind of influx of. Uh, not only like foreign made stuff, but successful, well acted, you know, the cinematography is great, all these other aspects of it where it just, it's nice to see something that's not just American blockbuster cinema that is yeah. disappointing on a regular basis. <laughs> so Hellbound, it's on Netflix. Nice. I know it has surpassed squid games viewership or something like that which i know like a lot of people are like oh it's the next big thing no i think it's just the next thing yeah that was also good so yeah give nice. it a watch it's fun good show um saying that i saw uh constantine is on netflix now and i've Wait, never movie? seen it yeah oh it's a great film 
I've never seen it. Dude, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to watch this. Enjoy. Yeah. I was, I was yes. thinking about Constantine while you were talking about Hellbound, Brett. Yeah, that, that's what made me think of yeah. it. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to watch that tonight because it's I still, I still haven't got around to watching Joker, but it's because I know that I need, like, I need to not be in a really happy mood when I watch it, and I know that I need like a day to recover because it's going to put me in a fucking awful mood, and, <laughs> and I'm not sure if I want to do that to myself. Yeah, um, I don't think it's not, it's not, it's that, not that depressing. Uh, yeah, but I'm very easily led. Okay. And yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I I might check out Hellbound as well. So that's a good job. Um, You're next. Uh, also, apparently, whilst we're talking about Netflix stuff, apparently, according to Red, uh, the live action version of Cowboy Bebop is also very good. Uh, which, again, yeah. Uh, Again, I've not seen I've not seen the actual original, so you know, shut up. Um, I am next, and I am going to go with uh, someone that I met today. Um, so obviously, we did the uh, the Christmas market today. The Froom, not not the Christmas market, not a Christmas market at all. It was the Froom Independent Market, which runs pretty much every month. Um, but yeah, um, so you know, uh, Sam Rit 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 Ritty 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 Ritty. Ritty uh, does like wonderful like custom carved um and then lost wax casting jewelry um someone else at Froom, uh who's much more local to me uh does something very very similar in a very similar style um lots of uh skulls and stuff like that uh and that is slab jewelry um so slb jewelry uh hannah she uh met her today lovely lady got on really well with her um and it was really nice because I was able to actually talk to her about the process a little bit, having talked to Sam um, quite a lot recently. Um, and it it was really nice having that um, that slightly more informed perspective of what she was doing. Um, and yeah, she just just some really cool stuff. If you like Sam's stuff, there's a good chance that uh, you will enjoy some of what she's doing. Um, obviously, my loyalty lies with Sam, but. Uh, yeah, I just thought I'd share some share some love about uh, mostly because I couldn't remember the ceramicist's name who was also <laughs> fucking awesome, uh, and I bought a cider jug off of her and it's fucking great. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Slab jewelry. Uh, Al, would you like to go last? Talking about perception mm-hmm. uh, and having Ooh. a different view on the world. Uh, there's a gentleman in the maker community who's been there from the early days the, yeah, the, right the, the, day the, one. the primordial soup um and was also part of a fantastic podcast which is no longer around called faking it a spoof of uh, the making it podcast um and it's david welder and in, for those of you who don't know welder um he's got a unique take on the world <laughs> <laughs> uh, for want of a better um description yeah. but he's he just released a video in i mean pot calling the kettle black but he releases you know one video a year maybe on youtube um and this one is called um challenging routine um and it's just a beautiful bit of poetry uh that he reads about you know life and how to just do things a little bit differently day to day big things and small things uh, and how much of a difference it can make uh it's a wonderful little bit of refreshing content um no no bollocks no nonsense um and welder's great he's mad and great in equal proportions but yeah yeah mad, mad as a fish but definitely does, check out this video does um, have some really really good interesting 
Cool, man. Yeah, that's a, a good chat. I did. I saw that you put the link in the, the group earlier, and I said to Brett just now, I clicked on the link and saw like the opening bit. I just went, I am not meant to prepared to deal with this before recording a podcast. So hit pause and I'll, make you uh, think. I'll watch it later. Yeah, nice. I like that. Um, yeah, is there any other business? Nothing, nada, zip. Um, okay, uh, I think the only thing to say really is congratulations to everyone who has taken part in this week's Fools with Tools treasure trade. Um, weeks, every week now. This hell. week, wait, yeah, years. Fucking, I, I'm getting there. This year's treasure trade. Um, thank you to everyone that was involved in the administration of it. Um, those few people like me uh, that haven't quite sent off their things, uh, hurry up and get done. Uh, and I'm saying that as much as to myself as anybody else. Um, but yeah, there's been some awesome stuff coming out of it. It has warmed the cockles of my heart to see all of the stuff being posted, even though I've been a fucking terrible gifty and haven't posted up photos of mine yet. But it's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. so well done to everyone that's taken part. Um, I really hope that we can keep this tradition going for a very long time because it's just fucking great um and yeah that's that was it so uh if you want to find us you can find us in all of these social media places you can find me at moonshine metalworks you can find brett at skeleton spade 13 and you can find al at al's hack shack there is no spoon exactly there is no shack uh if you find us as a group uh then we are fools with tools podcast everywhere or fwp podcast just search that it's fine um although if you search on uh youtube for fools with tools there is actually a another fools with tools out there now it's uh, i know have uh, we fucking sent them a cease and desist yet <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i actually messaged i spoke to them the other day about it they were very very sweet and lovely about it oh, um but yes uh it's very likely to be any crossover i think um but yeah so if you see some guys mucking around and teaching you about uh mountain bikes that's not us um so yeah and if you're if you come here expecting to hear about mountain bikes <laughs> sorry i'm sorry you sat through an hour yeah, yeah. um but yes that's it so until next week uh have a lovely time um i was gonna say all to your perspective but that sounds like i'm advocating fucking shrooms or something um but yeah just 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 Think about what. Think about how you're laying your table. Let's let's leave it at that. Yes, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's very sedate. P- perspection. <laughs> <laughs>